Welcome back, everybody, to Auspicious Conversation, episode 29, out here with the Spring Anime 2021, the uh, seasonal spring, or the seasonal anime podcast, seasonal spring podcast. <laughs> um, the date of recording is July 2nd, 2021, two days until 4th of July, aka Independence Day, so have fun out there, shotgunning PBRs, growing up to the dogs and burgers, and overall trying not to get pulled over by the police. Don't get hit by a firework. <laughs> Anyways, getting all the promotional stuff out the way, we are available on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, and most other podcast outlets. If you like the beats you hear in the background, you can hit up Caden at Intel underscore the underscore God, the spelled T-H-A on Instagram and Twitter. But you can also get his beats from SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Best way to support the show is by giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts. However, giving us a follow, like, and or comment on your favorite podcast platform is always much appreciated. So, before we get into the anime, i like to just say one thing. I'm glad I don't have Twitter. <laughs> because people be some sweaty neckbeards on there. There's all these new anime watchers too. It's all these people that, you know just got into anime the past few years and think there are experts out here with uh what was that one anime called uh don't toy with me miss nagatoro when she said sus and everybody started losing their mind like oh that that isn't the uh, proper translation i know so much japanese that's so wrong yeah and i'm just here like bro it ain't that big a deal it really ain't so, I'm glad that I really don't use, like, YouTube and Instagram as a way to keep up with anime, because people on Twitter, you'd be something else, I swear. <laughs> um, so, Spring Anime 2021, overall, it wasn't too bad. It was, I had a few pretty, there were a few pretty good bops there, here and there, like uh, Tokyo Revengers, My Hero, Season 5, I actually found to be good, we'll get to that later. Um, but... There were a few things, two things I watched that, one, I just dropped it, I said, fuck this shit, and the other one, I just kind of fell out of it, I, I didn't really care for much anymore, but starting off with what I dropped, so, first one, Osamake, rom-com where the childhood friend doesn't lose, um, making these show notes actually kind of made me realize the fact that you know usually i don't even remember the names of anime of characters in anime but like when i actually enjoy it i do actually remember their names so i'm just gonna go off of that if i remember their names or not i don't remember a single person's name from this anime yeah not a single one uh so basically what it's about uh this guy is what it starts off as here let me put it like this it started off very very strong um, reminded me a lot of the anime Are You the Only One Who Loves Me? That was a really good rom-com. Very, very funny, actually. Um, after the first three episodes, which really had me hooked and liking it, after that, though, it fell off pretty hard for me. So, why did that happen? Ooh, got a little burp action going. Uh, my friend Maddie told me to go to Starbucks, and I'm regretting it, because now I'm going to be burping on this podcast and shit. <laughs> um, so, why'd this fall off for me? Uh, really, it just kind of turned into one of those, what the fuck is even going on? It had a clear point, 
had a good plot, had a good idea going, but I saw in like one of the Crunchyroll comments, someone just said this anime is just so random at this point. It, I don't, I can't keep up, and that's kind of what started to happen. Like every, like I get when you do an anime where like every episode is something different, but with this, it's like every two three episodes was just a different plot line it got really annoying and hard to follow and it and like i said it's just one of those what is even going on anymore type of animes um but i don't know i, I didn't i didn't i liked the first three episodes a lot it was kind of like plot twist after plot twist but in a very enjoyable and well-presented way but then after that, it just got random, and then more ridiculous stuff happened to where I just really lost a lot of interest in it. Um, eh, that's really all I gotta say about that one. Is it worth watching? I would say the first three episodes are pretty good. After that, just kind of be the judge of it. But overall, I would say it's okay to bad yeah like mediocre to bad output between that sort of like um that sort of area um next one i didn't exactly drop this but it just kind of stopped appealing to me it's called i've been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level um it's actually good it just doesn't it just stopped appealing to me it's really just kind of like a girly anime it's really just supposed to appeal to more of a female audience um i kind of just gave it a test run and i did like the beginning but as it went on i just kind of became less and less interested because it is one of those where it's just like a new sort of plot line every episode but um it's not like it's done in a bad way like how osamake tried to do it but i don't know it's like a weird kind of harem-ish anime basically the plot of it is like this chick works herself to death she like works seven days a week 20 hours a day and she basically just falls over and dies <laughs> gets reincarnated and basically just says yeah i just want to live a nice chill peaceful life and um where nothing really happens and so she's reincarnated into this immortal witch who basically does exactly that she just chills in her house goes out kills some slimes to make some money and she becomes like the most powerful person in the world because of it because her she maxed out her level um it just kind of introduces new characters every episode the characters are likable i think they were fine i didn't have any problems with them but like i said it's just a kind of a girly anime that didn't really that just stopped appealing to me. It just wasn't really for me. Um, yeah, those are the two anime that I just kind of started and stopped. That actually kind of, like when I say started, I mean like I actually got into them a little bit, but then stopped. I have some more later on that I just kind of did start and stop though. <laughs> um, but moving on to what I really, really liked about the spring anime season. So... First one, which I feel like was probably the best anime of the spring season, Tokyo Revengers. Let me tell you about this. So, initially, I did not want to watch this. Um, I read the description. It was saying it was like one of the top picks, but I read the description and I was like, meh, that sounds kind of mid. Um, until, <laughs> funny enough, on Instagram, I saw a Crunchyroll ad for this and... Um, it was like showing a scene from it. I was like, okay, this actually looks kind of nice. So then I started watching it. 
and I like, keep watching it, and I keep watching it, and I like binge the season. Like there were nine, mm, about seven or eight episodes at the time. Just like binge through them all in one day, because it just kept getting better and better, and ugh, more indigestion. But them characters, this is a very character-driven anime, and they do the characters are very very well done. Um, Takemichi, like I said, I remember their names. <laughs> Takemichi, Akun, Draken, Mikey, Kiyomasa. I hate Kiyomasa. All my homies hate Kiyomasa. Um, but yeah, very, very good. Uh, so what's it about? Uh, this one dude, main guy, Takemichi, he is, I think, 26. And he's kind of lame. He, he, he isn't kind of lame. He is very lame. He's a loser. With a shut-in neat, I guess you could call him. To screw up at his job that's an easy job I guess and um, one day before he goes into work he hears on the news that his um, that his girlfriend from middle school actually died in an accident that involved gang violence um, it's called the Tokyo Manji gang uh, he hears about it and it kind of messes with him but at the same time he's 26 is his girlfriend from like 13 years ago so he's kind of just here like damn that's crazy to think about um, then on his way to like work or something, he's about to get on the train until he's pushed in front of it, and he uh, and he's like on the cusp of dying until he, for some reason, just goes back in time 13 years to when he was a middle schooler um, and dating the chick that died on the news. He kind of does a few things to where he actually meets back up with his old friends like trying to figure out what's even going on in his head he's not saying to everybody whoa why just travel back in time but he um eventually kind of rescues uh his girlfriend's little brother from like some delinquents as they call them uh being just basically being assholes and he um he basically saves him and he says like yeah oh you're her little brother yeah well 13 years from now to this day, she dies, I die, because of the gang violence happening. Um, and also in this episode, he it's when he joins the Tokyo Manji gang, because him and like his little group of friends, they're like a little delinquent group, and they're planning to fight some other middle schoolers. Um, just, you know, prove their dominance. Spit your lick. <laughs> but uh, some really, really bad dudes, a part of the Tokyo Manji gang, show up and instead beat them up and force them to join their gang. Um, but he says, yeah, I'm basically going to die, get pushed in front of a train. And so he says that to her little brother. And then like 13 years, and when they shake hands, he goes back to the present where he is pushed in front of the train. And he... Um, Instead of him actually getting hit by, or no, not when he got pushed in front of the train, the day after, actually. Um, and it's because when he told that to her little brother, he believed him. He took him very seriously. He became a police officer. And um, he went to that day, since he remembered it, and he ended up saving him from being hit by the train. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of like a them going back and forth between time to sort of fix the issues of the past so the Tokyo Manji gang doesn't turn out to be a very violent and um, very powerful gang the way it is in the modern day. Um, 
the thing that I like though, if you don't like time travel, bear with me. It's not like it's a lot of that messing up timelines, alternate timelines, whole grandfather clause, whole this, that, and the third. It's it's very it's very simple and easy to digest time traveling. It's not incredibly convoluted, incredibly confusing. It's pretty straightforward and just like a cause and effect sort of thing. Like if you like like what I just explained. He went back in the past, told the little dude that um, he was going to get pushed in front of the train, and since he believed him, he went back. He when he went forward in time, he was saved by him. Um, the next instance was something like, um, well, basically, spoiler alert. So the two people that lead the Tokyo Manji Gang in the past are this guy named Mikey and another guy named Draken. Um, they. They're like best of friends. They've been best friends for a while, and they they're basically like a little biker gang. Um, they have a bunch of other members as well. But like the big plot point for the season was they need to save Draken from dying because if he does die, what will happen is it will lead the Tokyo Manji Gang to a very very dark. Uh, it will basically make them a very dark organization. Because this one guy named Kisaki, who we have but haven't really met yet, he is just making everything go downhill. Um, so, like the main and like the main plot point when he saves Draken is that everything didn't get better; things changed, but things didn't exactly get better. It's going to be very interesting because the season basically ended after he did save him. He went back in the future. Um, homeboy's girlfriend was alive, um, which means homeboy's little brother, the little brother, his sister was alive. Um, I can't remember either of their name right now, oddly enough. But um, yeah, she was alive. His friend Akun, his like best friend from back then, he was different, but not really. And like people were in different positions, but it's still kind of repeating itself. And like. The final scene, he was just like Takemichi. He was like, Alright, that's it. I'm gonna be the head of Toman. I'm done with all this. And so it just ended like that after his girlfriend got capped, his friend got capped. He's like, I'm gonna go back in time. I'm become the head of Toman. No, no more of this. I'm just here, like, Okay, Takemichi. No longer Takemichi. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's really the time traveling part of it is really just cause and effect. He changes part of the past, so it just changes this part of the future. It's nothing insane, crazy, complicated. No alternate timelines, no parallel universes, no this one insignificant thing changed, so the whole world spontaneously combusted and we gotta go back to fix the timeline, blah blah blah. None of that. It's very simple and straightforward, which is what I appreciate when it comes to time traveling plots. Um, so, would I recommend Tokyo Revengers? Absolutely. And it is also being continued into the um, summer season, thank God. Because I was about to say, if it was about to end where it ended, man, I was about to, mm, they couldn't leave me on a cliffhanger like that. But I already know with, um, with them continuing it into the summer season, they're going to leave me on a cliffhanger. And I'm still going to be mad. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, that was Tokyo Revengers. Um, next up, My Hero Season 5. So, 
They're... Mm, I don't want to say mixed reviews because I've seen them more so negative than anything. Um, personally, I've liked My Hero Season 5 so far. But I can understand why people haven't. So, what has been going on? Um, Class A and Class B are having like a competition against each other. They're having a team-based competition where it was teams of four were basically competing against each other to just uh, accomplish this mission. Uh, what it was is they were both kind of like playing as heroes and villains. So um, they had to like kind of lock each other up kind of like, uh, like, you know, like playing cops and robbers with each other, I guess, but, you know, superpowers and shit, <laughs> but, um, I've really enjoyed it because it has showcased a lot of people's powers and how they have grown, how they've cultivated them, how they've gotten much better and stronger as heroes, and the, uh, mind control guy, I can't think of his name right now, he is going to be a part of the hero course now. Um, and what they did with him, so like everybody knows how his brainwashing power works. If you forgot, basically he will just sort of ask you a question and if you respond to it, he can kind of take control of your mind. So the way, and since everybody knows that, nobody's going to respond to him. But what they did is they actually created a hero tool for him to where he can alter his voice to sound like other people. And he would really catch people off guard with this because he would sound like their ally. Because like um, in the first fight, so basically what they did is that he wasn't a part of class A or B. So they put him on class A's team for like the first fight and class B's team for the last fight. And in the first fight, he mimicked one of the ally, one of class B's person's voice. He said, all right, you ready to go do this? And like the guy was like, yeah, let's do it. And um, the guy, he was just here like, wait, I didn't say that, what just happened? And uh, the guy that responded, yeah, let's go do this. He got brainwashed. So he pulled like a big brain move and he's also been training with um, Aizawa, I think his name was, basically a racer. He's uh, been training with him and using his uh, sort of like cloth, like a uh, scarf technique that he uses where he like grabs people and stuff. So he's turning out to be a very interesting character and I'm glad to see how he's growing and developing. And like he was saying, he, since he isn't really experienced as a hero, he's noticing the difference between them two, but he was still able to kind of compete with them through training with Aizawa. Um, so I really have liked it just for seeing the growth and development. Um, I get why a lot of people won't like it, why they'll find it boring, say it's trash, considering the roller coaster that season three and four have been, especially four when uh, Deku went 100% and he fought um, Overhaul. Overhaul? Yeah, I think that's what that villain's name was. Yeah, when he had Aerie on his back and he was fighting overall at 100%, like I can see why people aren't really enjoying this one as much. But I feel like if later on they do, the more side characters become a lot more relevant to outside of the classroom setting, more to the real world setting, I feel like people will appreciate this season a lot more with the sense of they're not just going to bust out 
random powers out of nowhere, random abilities, or pull big brain IQ moves out of nowhere because it was established at the beginning of this season. We've grown and cultivated ourselves to be strong like this. Uh, but it does look like we're about to go into a very interesting arc. Uh, my hero will be continued into the summer season for probably another like 12, 13 episodes. Uh, what's happening? Oh yeah, Todoroki, Bakugo, and um, Deku, they're all going into the uh, work study again. And they're going to be working with uh, Endeavor, who's currently the number one hero. All three of them are going to be working under Endeavor. Endeavor. So this is about to be lit. And Hawks is playing like double agent, trying to, or I don't know if he's playing a double agent, but he's, you know, trying to infiltrate the League of Villains to crack down on what they're doing. And he's working with some other organization because they're about to start something. And he's like having Endeavor in on it. Like he's like sending like little encrypted messages to Endeavor about it. And I was here like, yo, this 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 season is about to be. Mm. So if you don't like the first part of season five, I would say the second part will probably be much more enjoyable for you. But I wouldn't say to skip the first season. A lot of people, I felt like at first, yeah, it was dragging on. But then when I kind of thought about it, like, okay, they're actually showcasing their powers. I, I was like, it's cool. Because I think a lot of people kind of expected them to treat this like the, um, uh, what was that called? the uh sports festival when like they had the one-on-one -on -one fights or like some of the team battles where they were just kind of concluded they didn't really show off much of what other people can do and so it kind of concluded the side character fights and you know it concluded like five of those in one episode and then you know some like a deku versus todoroki that was like a whole episode so I think people expected it to go like that, but I think I saw some Crunchyroll comment, like someone said, this really could have just been finished up in two episodes, and like someone commented, um, that would be like 20 manga chapters within two episodes, and so I don't know how accurate that is, but if that claim is true, then yeah, I'm glad they're at least fleshing it out and showing us what everyone can do. But moving on to the next spring anime that I really enjoyed, uh, don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro. So when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, yeah, I'll definitely give this a try, but I wasn't exactly expecting much from it, but it actually actually is a really really good rom-com uh, rom-com well, my voice just like didn't want to say that just now <laughs> but what hmm how should I start this ba basically it's about this uh, lame dude he's he's really good at art really into art but he's basically like a uh, shut-in neat <laughs> if you want to call them uh, really shy doesn't talk to anybody antisocial and all that and one day he's in the library and these like four other girls are just kind of chilling until they just kind of start messing with him and one chick in particular named Nagatoro really really starts to mess with him um, and uh, <laughs> I didn't really realize this until we got to the end of the season but the main dude doesn't actually even have a name because <laughs> he's only called Senpai and Paisen throughout the entire thing uh, by the way if you say Senpai we coming after you. It's not Pison. I'll start a war over this. <laughs> Don't expect me to say uh, Shisu. I'm, I'm going to keep saying Sushi. But like, 
it's now the Paisen gang. You know, senpai gang. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't totally miss Nagatoro. Basically, it's uh, bullying the anime. <laughs> but the thing that's really good, it, it has the trope of both characters really like each other, but they're too scared to admit it type of thing. But it's very done, but it's done in a very funny, charming, and entertaining way. Because the way they interact with each other is pretty hilarious. It's really good chemistry. And like every now and then, um, the Python guy, he will just kind of throw a, uh, he just kind of like throw a curveball at Nagatoro when she's being like, you know, herself messing with him. Um, and in like the way she's kind of like freezes up, gets all like red, like she blushes a lot. It's pretty good. It's pretty funny how they uh, pulled it off. Um, so I've been very happy and entertained with this anime. Um, and, and one thing that's really good that I'm really liking is that it's not a harem anime. It's not like, you know, the main dude is there and like, because one hot popular chick wants him, every hot popular chick all of a sudden wants him. Um, her friends realize her crush on him and all that. And so they play into it by messing with her as well. They'll like kind of tease her they'll tease him just to kind of mess with her and all that <laughs> and um we see it happen pretty early on i don't remember what episode it was but like it was like the main dude Pison, nagatoro the one chick yoshi <laughs> she she she's a she's a hoot and the uh, other main chick and um the other main chick kind of catches on to Nagatoro's crush, and like because of it, she really starts to mess with her. So it's kind of like, don't totally miss Nagatoro, and then her friends are toying with her. So it's pretty, pretty interesting curveball there, but very well done, very funny. Um, can't wait for the next season. I would be very surprised if this doesn't get a next season, considering it was definitely one of the more popular anime this season. Um, I don't really know what else to say about it. Would 100% recommend you watch it if you're just looking for something comedic. Um, because it's not like super dramatic emotional romance, but um, it is pretty funny. Oh, yeah, and the other friend, Sakura, aka Best Girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Kyle, if you listen to this, I'm sorry, but she did rock a pretty cool fit that I think you would rock pretty well as well <laughs> but um yeah those were the three things that I really liked this this uh season everything else was kind of okay um Soma Spider So What was continuing on this season and I will say I I was probably, I, I, I'm not probably, I was wrong. I don't exactly remember what I said with the last seasonal anime video or podcast I did, but I'm pretty sure I was wrong with whatever prediction I had. Um, but I will say the character arc for the kids, for like the rest of the uh, school kids, is actually a lot more interesting now. It was pretty boring, like for me. When it comes to isekai anime, they always have, you know, the more grown-up people in their arc and the kids and what they're doing and how the kids are dealing with uh, being in another world. And usually I just don't care about it. Like uh, Log Horizon, for instance, I didn't care about 
any of them kids. Well, Horizon had its own problems, but especially with them kids, I didn't care about any of them. I was so bored every episode they were on screen. But um, with this, it definitely got better because their plot point actually matters a lot more. Um, and the sort of time skip between the two made it a lot more interesting. Because like one thing they said is um, everybody was reincarnated at the same time. But since you were reincarnated as a spider, you basically have a much fat. You have a head start amongst every amongst all your other classmates because most of them were reincarnated as humans. But spiders, they are born and develop exponentially quicker than humans do. So she essentially had like a 15-year head start against everybody else. Um, apparently, though, she is dead, according to the teacher. I don't know the way her the way the teacher's power kind of worked is that she could see all of her students who's alive who's not um, but she said there was like some weird discrepancy about it where she can't exactly tell you what's going on and like during the winter season when the show is airing she did say that the main chick is dead but I don't know if that's actually true um, yeah, I'm not sure how true that is, but at the same time, the main chick be fighting with Ariel, who's like a basically a god, or like a step below one, and <laughs> Ariel is no joke. <laughs> but um, yeah, overall, the continuation of Spider has been good. I will say though, the studios working on them, they need an arm to make the 2D animation better. So the two studios that came together, one of them was the people that made Berserk, the uh, CG one, and another one was like a real, pretty legit CG studio that actually has really good experience with it. So the C, so most of the fights are in CG, but they actually do look good. They look fluid. Um, yeah, you can't convey as much emotion through CG as you can with um, at least facial expressions like that as you can with 2D animation, but the fights are very fluid, they're very good, very well animated. But the 2D animated fights that they really only have for the, um, for the uh, kids, those ones are bad. Like, <laughs> to the point where I don't even know what's going on. It's like they took a slideshow, put it in fast forward, and like, <laughs> just random stuff happening. It's all out of frame. It's like a, it's like a last minute slideshow was put together out of frame. <laughs> it's kind of what like these 2D fights look like. And it's just like, wait, what just happened? What is going on? <laughs> it's like how I could describe it. So, um... They definitely need like some sort of arm. I think this anime is definitely popular enough. Hopefully they can get some sort of funding to get a better 2D studio or like better 2D artists. So if they ever want to do 2D fights, it looks a lot better than what they're currently doing because it ain't good. I don't know if I, I really noticed this during the spring season. I didn't notice this during the winter season. Maybe I just ignored it or it just flew over my head. But um, but yeah, man, the CG they got right. The CG looks good, and like the 2D animation itself looks good as well. It's just when they try to do a fight scene with it, it's god awful. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure Spider's concluding. I think 
I tried to check last week if a new episode dropped and it looked like it didn't because the most recent episode that aired, I think it was 25, it was showing that there was supposed to be one more episode, I think, and it didn't drop last week. Let me see if it's up here right now. Let's see, Spider. So I'm a spider, so what? Um, German dub. I ain't watching no German. I know Octoon. That's it. Um, yeah, episode 23 is the last one. I think 24 was supposed to come out, but this is the second Friday now, so I'm not sure what's going on. Um, I'll have to look into that. But yeah. It's all things I love for the season. Um, things that I didn't get around to. Um, it's just three that I had interest in, but I just never got. A, I never really got around to it. Um, to your eternity. I'm pretty sure it's about some kid in like the Arctic, and he's trying to survive and find his family or something. I heard the animation for it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, one of the like a really really well animated one like the uh somewhere like the one in um i was that one call where those girls go to antarctica or something like that stuff like that but um i heard it's really good and it's continuing on into the summer season which is looking a little it, it looks good there's definitely some things that i will 100 percent watch and a few things that I might give a try, but um, I might pick up to your attorney during the summer season if I got the time to do so. Um, Joran, the Princess of Blood and Sn of Snow and Blood. I like started watching the first episode, but then I kind of dropped it for no reason. I think I had to like go to work or something. I like lost track of time. I was like, oh, I gotta go to work, and I just never came back to it. Um, it, it it looked okay. It didn't really look like anything special. I'm not exactly sure what it's about, what it's about, what's gonna be about. I maybe got through like the first half of the, I maybe got through half of the first episode. So we'll see how that goes. I don't really know what's gonna happen though. I might keep watching that. It's just that I haven't heard anybody talk about it. And granted, that doesn't mean I'm gonna watch it or not, but like, I don't know. I haven't heard anybody talk about that one. I think it was supposed to be like one of the, bigger ones like one of the more hyped ones um and the other one is called hige hero um it's very similar it's a very similar concept to one called koi kimo uh where basically this like businessman he comes across some like high school girl and he kind of ends up taking her in is what happens with this one um and I like started watching the first episode, but then again, I think I like lost track of time and I had to go do something. But my girlfriend actually watched it and she said it was really, really good. She ended up like binging it and said it was really good and that it wasn't creepy. Like there's like a little bit of romance that develops it, but it's really more like a father figure role to like this high school girl who's who definitely needs something like that in your life. From what I saw in the first episode, I was like, oh yeah, that chick got issues. She needs. She needs a rock in her life, <laughs> and it seems like bro is kind of that rock. And it's it, 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 I kind of got the impression that she has her problems and she needs someone to help her with it. But he also has his problems, and having her in his life kind of helps mold him more into like a more responsible adult. Is kind of the impression that I got from it. But um, I will probably check that out in the summer. 
Koikimo, what I mentioned, is a similar concept, but like the businessman, he actually wants to get with the high school girl, and like I think her friend tries to get them together. It's it's weird. I I ain't gonna be checking that out. That's some that's some weird pedophilia stuff. No, <laughs> come on, Japan, you, you taking an L for that one? <laughs> I like heard some people try to say, oh, it's not really like that, but okay. Same people I said EDP did nothing wrong. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but um and the last thing that came out during the spring. We've been waiting for this for I don't know how long. Way too long. Uh Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Whew. This movie pissed me off though. I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Spoiler alert though, they killed Rengoku and I'm mad. I'm very mad. Um, Rengoku was so cool. Like, probably one of the coolest, um, what are those guys called? The uh, Hashiras. He was probably the coolest Hashira there was. And they capped him. But, Mugen Train. Uh, so basically, it just takes off right where season one of Demon Slayer ended. Um, and it just kind of goes from. Uh, what am I even trying to say? Basically, that lower Kizuki that uh, Mugen gave like superpowers to. Uh, to basically make him like kind of like on an upper moon level. Um, he. He has dream powers. It's actually, his power is actually really interesting to where he locks you into a dream that you don't want to come out of. And it's very, very real. Like it feels legitimate that you're actually living inside of it. Um, and what he did is he took the, he kind of manipulates people. He manipulates people that have really bad lives to where he's to where he'll put them into these really great and happy dreams and they'll like beg him to like you know put them back under and he's just he kind of manipulates them and says if you do this for me i'll put you back into the dream if not then i'll eat you <laughs> basically on some demon stuff and what he did is he like manipulated his powers so, like when they punch their ticket it basically put them under his effect and like it was so subtle it actually like went over everyone's head even uh it went over tanjiro's nose he couldn't smell the power and the hashira guy he couldn't really sense it um but basically what he what he did is he put them under these like really nice and happy dreams that they would want to be in each one was unique and um <laughs> inosuke's was a trip <laughs> like <laughs> Just look up if you haven't seen this movie already get on it, but Inosuke's dream Just like look it up on YouTube or something. It was a trip <laughs> um, But um So we put them on these dream and he had you like manipulate these kids to also fall in them with them but you could kind of like go to the edge of it and like grab their soul or something like that if you destroy your soul if you destroy the soul you just outright kill them um so it was it was really interesting how his power worked and the way 
Tanjiro kind of counteracted it was the fact that he would actually kill himself during the dream, which made his body react to the sense of, oh, wait, I can't, of like, oh, I'm kind of killing myself. I'm coming out of the dream. I wake up. Um, that's how he kind of figured out how to do it. And the villain eventually catches on to this to where he like constantly puts Tanjiro in his, to sleep because he can do it in a very subtle way so it flies under the radar or he can be do it a very direct way to where if you just even look at him one of his eyes and he can create multiple eyes because he kind of like possessed the train interestingly enough so like if you like even get a slight glimpse of the eye it could put you straight into the dream but like the moment Tanjiro was in it he would just outright kill himself um and like I said, these dreams feel real, so it felt like Tanjiro was actually killing himself, and he would, and because Tanjiro is Tanjiro, he would know when he isn't under the dream effect anymore. Uh, but they eventually cap him, and after they do, one of the upper six Kizuki members shows up out of nowhere and starts fighting Rengoku, and we get to see what Rengoku's made of, and boy, he was whipping out every breathing technique every slash he possibly could and it was lit and um but unfortunately Rengoku did get capped by him um he was just a little bit too powerful for Rengoku like they were a very good match for each other the guy his power he was basically just like a martial artist and at least from what I saw it looked like he just kind of enhances his physical abilities um, and just fights with it and just throws hands and like because he's a demon he can regenerate I think his powers also helps him regenerate incredibly quickly so like he could just be very reckless with his approach and just like throw death swings all the time and he gets arm chopped off and grows right back he gets you know stabbed somewhere it doesn't matter he was just an absolute monster um, and Rengoku got really close to cutting off his head but Oh, Rengoku showed how much of a beast he actually is and just was like, nah. And he was close. He was very, very close to capping him and um, he was kind of holding on to him because the sun was about to rise. Because Rengoku eventually realized, like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to cut this guy's head off. I just have to wait for the sun to rise and it for, for it to kill him. But he unfortunately gets away uh, Tanjiro and the gang were too beat up from their fight with uh, the other guy, the main guy, the main villain of the movie. They couldn't really help him. They would also just kind of be getting in the way. But um, yeah, he unfortunately gets away. Rengoku dies, but he does say to Tanjiro, like, I don't know what the Hino Kami Kagura, I think is what it was called. Uh, Kami no Kagura, something like that. He says, I don't know what that is, but my dad was the former Flame Hashira, and he has a lot of books about the history of former ones, and uh, just like flame breathing in general. So go to my residence, go to basically where I grew up, and try to find those books and find out what you can. So I'm really anticipating for season two for Tanjiro to learn more about that, um, so we can learn. Because I actually kind of know, it was spoiled for me why Tanjiro's sword is black and what that actually means. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it here though. But um, yeah, I hope we get to finally learn more through the anime why Tanjiro's sword is black, 
more of the flame breathing stuff that he can do and uh just overall him growing stronger especially the other guys inosuke getting stronger um zenitsu not being freaking zenitsu and uh homegirl nezuko nezuko becoming stronger as well because uh also at the end rengoku was just like yeah i saw her like run face first into danger to save humans lives so like you have my endorsement that she is like a you know like my dying wish that she is actually a good demon and that she shouldn't be harmed at all by like the other demon slayers but um yeah that was we got a little dusty in that room <laughs> a thug tear almost came out for goku but um uh, it was it was a tough moment in the theater it really was but overall Mugen Train was a very solid movie all right that basically concludes it for the spring anime um the lineup from Crunchyroll right now for summer that I'm interested in uh Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S basically the season two of it season one was pretty good it was funny entertaining the little girl stuff was annoying and cringy and awkward and i didn't like it so hopefully there will be less of that i hope but overall the anime is pretty funny and entertaining uh so i'll be looking forward to that part two of slime season two you already know i'll be watching that the minute it comes out especially since veldora out here looking stonky <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah slime season two part two i'm ready for that it's gonna be on tuesdays at eight we don't have a specific day i think that it's coming out let me let me take a look real quick let's see here the sixth or the seventh something like that um begins airing in july so yeah yeah we might be getting it next tuesday actually hopefully yeah tuesday the 6th that looks like it's when it's uh you know first air so i'm definitely looking forward to that um next life is a villainess x or yeah i think that's what it's called all routes read to doom x which is basically season two of it i'm surprised this came out as quick as it did because this was fall last year so they must have had this already in the work. They must have. They must have put a gamble on it, had it in the works, or just the studio didn't have Studio Silver Lake. I'm not too familiar with them. They might have just not had much in the queue. And seeing the success of the first season, maybe they put this one. I don't think they would put it together quickly. They had to have been working on this back last year at some point, because this, because this is very uncommon for an anime to come out two seasons later season two to come out two seasons later unless they were ready for it um yeah i guess they were gambling on the success of the first season perhaps um but yeah me and my girlfriend watched the first season together so we'll probably be checking out this one together as well um like i said earlier my hero and tokyo revengers will both be continuing into the summer season um uh, one it's a Crunchyroll original. It's called Fina Pi or Fena, Fina or Fena, Pirate Princess. Um, I always kind of like pirate theme stuff. I really liked um, Assassin's Creed Rogue. 
never played Black Flag. I want to get around to it though. But I really liked Assassin's Creed Rogue, which is pretty, pi which is kind of pirate themed. Um, so I've always kind of enjoyed pirate stories. This one, it seems I. I'll at least give it the first three episodes, see where it goes from there. But overall, it just seems I. Um, then <laughs> this one looks weird. <laughs> Peach Boy Riverside. <laughs> <laughs> like the description is like the dude is born from a peach <laughs> I don't get it <laughs> but okay <laughs> but it looks like it's about to be on some savage stuff um that's the only thing about it it looks like it's about to be a good action pull up anime cap some people and go home type of stuff uh but it looks like they channel the inner power of the peach cause like their eyes have like a peach symbol in them when they get serious I guess so We'll see where that goes. <laughs> I was on the riverside. <laughs> riverside, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and the last one I kind of have some interest in is called Remake Our Life. Um, basically, this guy, he, um, he goes back in time 10 years to where... Cause like he, he he's kind of like a lame he's a lame oh he's a loser kind of like Tokyo Avengers but he goes back ten years in time to like fix his life so I'll I'll give it a check I'll check it out because in his current life he's a um, game designer I think and then he want he kind of wishes he can go back to where he can go to art school and all that which is what his dream was so I don't know I might check that one out and see if it's any worth watching. But that really concludes it for this podcast of episode, what was this, 29 I said? Yeah, the spring anime was actually pretty good. Summer looks like it'll be okay. Um, not incredibly hyped for it, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, my words of wisdom for this podcast, uh, stay off of Twitter. It sucks. All you anime watchers on Twitter, you don't know nothing. Straight up, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I really ain't gonna talk. Let's ride.